This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Dr. Ari Engelberg is a sociologist and anthropologist at Hadassah Academic College in Israel. He has a particular interest in religion and Israeli society, and he will be talking at Limud about the prolonged singlehood in the religious Zionist community and how millennials form their religious identity. He joins me now to tell me more. Uh, Dr. Engelberg, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, Dr. Engelberg, when you talk about religious Jews, what are you referring to? Well, in Israel, it's a very uh, uh, divided society within, Jew- within the Jewish majority. The boundaries between the ultra-Orthodox Haredi and the religious Zionist or national religious, whatever they're called, and the secular, those three, they're very structured. They try to have a school system. They have se- separate expectations about uh, going to the army, about dating, about marriage, about how many children even one will have. It's a very structured uh, society. Did you mention three? I mentioned three. Haredi, um, religious Zionist. Religious Zionist and secular. And secular. There are also the traditional, but the traditional, it's less structured. They don't have institutions, and it also has some ethnic connection to being Sephardi, Mizrahi, even though it's not 100%. So um, in, in Israel, the society is divided. Has it always been? Well, first of all, there are stronger divisions in Israeli society, of course, between the Arabs and the Jews, the national division, and there are other divisions. But uh, yes, the uh, religious division within the Jewish majority is a uh, central division, I would say. Yes, definitely. And it has always been. Um, but it, it became stronger once the country was founded. In 1948, IDF is founded, and the ultra-Orthodox have to decide, do we go to the army or not? So in yeshivas like Hebron Yeshiva, uh, Central Lithuanian Litvak uh, Yeshiva, they had to make the decision, and they decided, no, we do not go to the army, and that kind of pushed them into that sector, and other institutions who did, so the divide became very clear, and the army is only one part of it. So that was established already in 1948. We're 70-odd years later. Is the divide divide still so movable? Well, one of the points I'll be making in one of my talks about the religion of millennials is that there is a chipping away at the divides. Um, People in post-modernity, as you know, the atheists aren't so atheist anymore. And religious people, on the other hand, often uh, allow feelings to take precedence over, you know, belief or over uh, halakha. And so there's more middle spaces. Nevertheless, the, as a sociologist, I'll point that the structural institute, the institutions structure society and they continue structuring it. So still, if you grow up as ultra-Orthodox or religious Zionist and you're, say, a young woman, you'll expect completely different things to happen in your first date. So, it, it it affects, uh, it definitely still exists as a social reality. Um, before we leave this topic and, and move on to what is happening within the religious communities, um, when you say the atheists are not atheists anymore, what are they? No, I didn't mean to say the atheists aren't. If, if, I, if I said that, I, I, I maybe was uh, too quick to state. I think in general it's been shown that uh, people who uh, left religion in the past would do it for more ideological reasons sometimes, or at least a narrative would be more ideological, loss of faith. Um, we all know that in post-modernity, as it's sometimes called, there's less belief in uh, science that will solve our problems and bring, uh, you know, make a better world. Um, and so it's more about uh, being secular now is more about being relativist, more about in, uh, in your more about, you know, the acceptance of the other. There's no whole one whole truth and less about let's be rational and therefore we cannot be religious anymore, which was the case, say, 30, 40 years ago. 
So, so that's what I meant. No, sorry. I think uh, you, you did say they're less atheists. You didn't yes. say they're no longer atheists. Yes, yes. I was just curious to I know. I think they're talking about 10% of atheists in Israel. I don't remember the number. And, and again, last question before we go into the religion. What secular Jews in Israel, what does it mean? Like a, a colleague said to me, who is Haredi, said to me, if you're not religious, why be Jewish? And I kind of went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so what's the question? If you're not Haredi, why be Jewish? Well, I, I'm sure some <laughs> of our listeners, listeners will know that the Zionist project, one of the, its main points was that it, uh, when I'm talking about the early secular Zionism, you know, whether it's led by Herzl or by people like Usishkin in Eastern Europe, one of its main points was to say Judaism is a national ethnic identity. Well, it was always seen as an ethnic identity. We forget it now. But in places like Eastern Europe, uh, Jews were seen as a foreign element and a separate ethnic identity. Um, and and uh, what they did, the first Zionists, is that they took the religious content and turned it into kind of like a national mythos. Myth, you know, so it would be kind of like you know the Norwegian national, uh, you know, their, their their mythology. That's kind of how they saw it. So for many Jews, I mean, that was a long time ago, and since then much has happened in Israel. We have many Jews who are traditional from other countries who came, but still, Judaism in Israel is at one and the same time, uh, sometimes conflicting, sometimes not, a national identity, an ethnic identity, a uh, religious identity, of course. So it's all kind of uh, intermingled there. It's so fascinating. It's absolutely amazing because the, the, the heterogeneity of Jews are just is just absolutely fascinating. You are talking at Limbud around the issues of religious Jewish society and the, how they relate and how they're changing. One of your topics is how millennials are relate to their religious identity. What will you be looking at? Well, it's what I looked at, really. Um, so uh, I interviewed young men and women. Those speaking, this actually relates directly to what we spoke about before, people who are in between um, and uh, – People who are either slightly religious and became secular, secular, who are somewhere in the in-between spaces. I was actually checking those exactly new in-between spaces that were forming and what uh, informs those people, those young men and women who are uh, making choices in uh, different directions. Um, and I, I kind of found what I actually told you um, about uh, about. Biblical criticism, for example, which in, is often seen by ultra-Orthodox as a terrible challenge that they want to avoid completely as being not so much of an issue for people. It's more about an issue the, sometimes of is Judaism egalitarian? Is Judaism, uh, is, uh, are, are other religions not true? But also how people feel within religion. That, that's a, that, that was that specific religion, uh, research. But I will also say that it was limited to a certain strata of society, a very specific group, which is not necessarily a majority group. Um, so, Dr. Engelberg, we're going to take a break, and after the break, we're going to look specifically at religious Jews and prolonged singlehood among them. Yes, very opportune because it's too bad today. I'll tell you more about it when uh, we come back. Perfect. This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Dr. Ari Engelberg is a sociologist and anthropologist at Hadassah Academic College in Israel, and he is giving a talk at Limud about the prolonged singlehood in the religious Zionist community. 
Um, Dr. Engelberg, what is happening among religious communities with regard to marriage? Um, well, I will answer that right away. But first, I would like to wish all our listeners, since I'm here in South Africa and missing all the good parties in Israel, um, a happy Tubav. In Israel, the 15th of the month of Av is a widely celebrated holiday uh, in which it's the festival of love based on a Mishnah which says, which tells us how in the second temple times the young woman would go out dancing and the men would choose uh, their, so choose their wives. Um, and it's, uh, people go out or wear white, sometimes go out to the fields even trying to recreate it. So it's a big holiday in Israel and I'm wishing all our listeners a Chag Sameach, a happy Tubav. Thank you. <laughs> and now the question was about singlehood and religious. Yes. Why are they getting married later? Or are they getting okay, married? Okay, so I can even connect this, uh, of course, because it has to do with searching for romantic love and being unsuccessful. Of course, as we know, if we go back to the shtetl, people were set up often at very young ages. We don't even want to think how young. It was common in even ages of 11, 12, and 13 till the 1850s. It was very common in Eastern Europe. It was preferred, actually, for those who could afford it. Um, and uh, romantic love was not an issue. Um, today, uh, people seek in relationships and marriage more than in the past. But even if we uh, look back only 30, 40, 50 years ago, the claim is, and this is not unique to Jews in any way, but rather to the Western world in general, that people are looking in their relationships for more. Um, in the past, there were people wanted to be in love. And then they would decide to marry based on that. But the whole concept of we're working on our relationship, that is a concept of, you know, people didn't talk like that prior to the 1970s. And people look for more in relationships. Um, and in a way, for religious people, it's a bit more tricky because... In, as we know, in the ultra-Orthodox community, there is no relationship prior to marriage, not a real one. And religious Zionists, there is an expectation to be in love, but of course there's no co- cohabitation. And often they're goal-oriented towards people date, but the expectation is to date for a month, two months, three months, and get to get married. Now, most are successful in Israel, at least. Most religious Zionists marry before the age of 25. However, uh, a good number... Do not. So if we're talking about 12, 13% of religious Zionists between the ages of 30 and 40 who are single, that means that we're talking about a large group um, of people who have not found their uh, their uh, bashert, as we say, um, and who find themselves marginalized in the religious community because the community is so much based on family, on family values, on family participation. Um, and they feel that their religious life is often also um, difficult. It's difficult for them to 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 observe religion, to observe the holidays. It could be a depressing time. Um, and so, yes, that's what this my research was actually about. And what happens? What happens next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I. I can relate to that as in what I would like to happen or what in fact happens to the singles. Yeah, um, what happens to the singles? Well, singles do marry, some of them, some do not. Uh, like I said, it has to do with people are looking for solutions. You know, in, in America now, in the U.S. Uh, Jewry, there's a lot of talk on the Shidduch crisis. There's uh, recently the OU has also made an effort, uh, the American OU, to, uh, to, to look into this issue. Um, I'm not against, I'm in favor. I know that Having interviewed many, many religious singles, they themselves would like to marry. Um, it's not an ideological step to be single, and they're all happy to get uh, suggestions. Um, and they're at the same time, um, 
as a sociologist, I got to be a realist and say that as long as the social and cultural conditions remain the same, there will be some people who remain single, some people who divorce, because by the way, the two go hand in hand. What we expect of relationships affects also divorce and also remaining single. Each one, of course, goes as a, has different psychological makeup. So they're still going to be around. They're not going away anywhere. And I think the challenge for Jewish communities has to be how to be inclusive. That is how to say, here is somebody who is not even challenging the ideals because these people want to marry and they want a Jewish home, but they're not... Uh, managing to and how we can include them without feeling threatened because I think sometimes families and couples do feel threatened by the other who doesn't fit into the pattern and and, and that's what I would le- encourage uh, Well Dr. Ari Engelberg um, as a sociologist and anthropologist in Israel I'm sure you'll never be out of work um, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me um, You thank will you. be at Limud if anybody would like to hear uh, Ari Dr. Engelberg speak um, Go on to the Limud website You're speaking on Sunday um, go and listen and to And on him. Friday night and Shabbat. Another, Although I think yes. that's probably booked up by now. Probably, I probably. don't know. But okay. if you, you can still take a chance. Um, go, definitely go onto the Limud website and find out more. Absolutely fascinating conversations. Thank you, um, thank you. <laughs>